This is the Internet Report, where we uncover what's working and what's breaking on the Internet and why. So the headlines this week are interesting because they are all about broadband providers, with the exception of one. So broadband providers did not have a good week last week. There was a number of outages, including uh, one on June 22nd, which took place in India, um, on the Reliance Geo Network. Right, right. They kickstarted the week um, on, on Monday. And, and Geo Fiber was actually uh, one of, you know, India's most anticipated, like, fiber to home broadband services. Um, and, and the reason was because it was really accessible to the, to the masses. And that launched last year. But this outage that they experienced was almost a 24-hour outage. started in the afternoon on June 22nd. Um, and uh, Reliance Geo confirmed that a few cities in northern India, including Delhi, uh, were affected by the outage. But you know, Twitter feeds and other channels, they reported that the outage was um, nationwide. I think uh, what, what made this worse was that Geo's customer care, um, like the live chat feature or even the phone support, they seemed to buckle under the pressure as well. So leaving customers really in the dark with no clarity on, on what happened and when it would be fixed. Mm. So on top of that, there was a broadband outage in the UK. So this was Virgin Media and they experienced an impact to two of their services. So apparently not just their broadband, but it was also their TV services as well. And this was a pretty long lasting outage, um, almost a day, right? Yeah, yeah, almost a day. It started, I believe, uh, at uh, 8 a.m. Um, London time. And then by the time it was resolved and, you know, Virgin Media put out a statement that it was resolved, it was almost uh, 5.30 p.m. Yeah, so this was like peak usage hours during the day, you know, starting when everyone's about to get to work. And um, I, a few of our colleagues who are based in the UK um, noticed um, when they were having issues, they were also testing from their own homes, looking at um, the network path to some services they were using, and they noticed uh, some packet loss in um, Virgin Media's network. So yep. it was kind of apparent to them that there was um, clearly a problem and it was specific to Virgin Media. Um, not a lot of information came out about this. There's some reports and some statements, but it's not really clear like what the underlying cause was at this point. Right, right. Um, and, and to add on to that, you know, here in the US, AT&T and Comcast had problems with their own. And stay tuned for that. Uh, Angelique's going to jump into that in the under the hood section. Yeah, and then finally, we've talked a lot about um, kind of satellite services have come up recently. You know, we talked about Starlink a few weeks ago, that's the um, SpaceX's satellite service. Um, there was another satellite provider, um, I believe their name is um, SES, and they mm -hmm. um, announced that they uh, an, a managed SD-WAN service for their customers that basically enables their customers to, um, you know, have a more resilient uh, uh, kind of network maybe using satellite connectivity as just one transport and then maybe using fixed fiber at the same time. So I think believe that they're rolling out Versa Networks as the SD-WAN platform and then enabling their customers to kind of make, you know, implement policies um, based on, um, you know, it could be the application, it could be performance, or it could just be availability and then balance traffic across those two um, transport links. Another interesting thing they had in there about performance, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about, you know, how this is uh, um, satellite providers having 
really high latency and not having enough bandwidth. Um, and uh, it's 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 interesting. They have some numbers in there. Uh, about 150 milliseconds is what they say, depending on the type of satellite you're connecting to. Um, obviously seems much more reasonable than the claims that were made by um, <laughs> SpaceX, <laughs> which you, did, you, you spoke about that, Angelique, uh, a couple of weeks ago in our, in our uh, podcast as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting because the reputation of satellite connectivity is just that, that it's slow mm -hmm. and that, you know, you don't have a lot of bandwidth and you're just not going to get a great performance. And so it seems like, you know, there's a couple of different players in the space that are now saying that they are able to offer you know, a, an improved service. Right. Now, in the case of um, uh, SpaceX, you know, is it, is, are they able to achieve that? It'd be interesting to see if they, if they uh, are able to, and they've actually launched a beta program for some users in the Northern Hemisphere to test mm -hmm. out the performance of their satellites. So if anybody is in that beta program, let us know uh, what you're seeing. And uh, we'll, we'll also, be covering satellite service uh, connectivity in an upcoming episode. Um, we'll chat a little bit about like some of these new changes and things like SD-WAN and, and satellite connectivity. So that'll be a fun episode. Yep, looking forward to that now. Um, we're gonna get under the hood to see what happened with the AT&T and the Comcast outage uh, yeah. last week. Neither of these outages were really ones that um, a lot of people were complaining about. And we'll talk a little bit about why that is um, in some cases. So basically, you know, on Wednesday, June 24th, so this was, um, you know, around um, 810 UTC, which in local time in Seattle, because um, this took place on the West Coast in the United States, that would have been, um, I believe, 210 a.m. Yeah. This was very, very early in the morning, or you can think of it as like the middle of the night. And basically, this was really um, very much contained to Comcast Network in Seattle. So you can see here that it started around 2, just after 2 a.m., and then it lasted about 25 minutes. And during this period, we could see that there were several um, sort of interfaces or nodes within Comcast Network, both like um, their backbone and also in some of their business um, business services as well that were impacted throughout this outage. If we look here, we can see there's some consistency throughout. Um, and then in some cases, uh, there's some nodes that um, come into play and then go away um, throughout the- But area. all of them are kind of like localized within the Seattle uh, area. Right. And you know, Seattle is is you know a major um, kind of peering point as well, so um, it could have a broad impact, um, presumably. Um, but it also the time of day will, will um, make a lot of difference there as well. And then uh, the other one happened the next day, and that was the um, AT&T outage. And this one actually happened in the middle of the day local time. So this was um, this took place in Chicago in AT&T's network, and it um, had an interesting pattern because it there was um, um, some issues over um, a small window, and then it just repeated four more times. So started around uh, let's see, this would have been around um, one p.m. 2 p.m. in the afternoon? Yeah, yeah, around 2, 2 p.m., yeah. Yeah, it's central time. 
And then, you know, so that's, that's in the middle of the day. It was pretty small, so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't impacting a whole lot of nodes over the course of the outage. Um, but it was you also- know, that outage um, reminds me of, it reminds me of that Virgin Media outage um, mm. on April 29th, uh, where they had similar patterns repeating every 15 minutes. Right. Um, right, they had, um, so, it, so I believe that it was like every hour Every hour, you're right. So that was like very, you know, it, 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 was, it was taking place over like many hours, the same pattern. And that was really interesting. So it's not clear if it's just like some kind of automated thing or some kind of, um, you know. It was, it was still localized though, so. Localized, um, but it seemed to, to, again, you know, it was kind of, it was recurring. Right. So, so Anthony, one of the things that, you know, when you're covering these outages that stands out is how both the Comcast and the AT&T outage was really localized in an area. So we didn't see like a broad, um, you know, um, blast radius of the outage. But there's also some differences, right, um, in terms of when they occurred and uh, what was going on. Right. So the Comcast outage, even though it was pretty lengthy, so 25 minutes is something where if that were to happen in the middle of the day, um, is probably something that would get the same attention as like Virgin Media in their outage. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it wasn't taking place for the whole day, but um, but it's you know that's a pretty lengthy outage. But it kind of almost doesn't matter because it's in the middle of the night, and that could have been a maintenance window, and they could have just been making changes, and then you know nobody's the wiser because nobody's really using the internet at that time. Versus you know um, something happening in the middle of the day, even if it is smaller, it could have real material impact on users reaching services, um, you know, again, just because it's during like peak usage hours. So not all outages are created equal in some ways. You know, it's not just about size of an outage, um, but a lot of it, what it has to do with is when it occurs, you know, is it occurring when everybody's on holiday or when everybody's, you know, like asleep. Um, and, and that will, that will really kind of be the measure. So. You know, also apart from just the timing of the Comcast outage, if you just see the pattern, like it was consistent over 25 minutes. So it kind of was like, it's, it sounds like it was probably a maintenance window that was, you know, um, taking effect. Yeah, or some, some automation or, or something along those lines that had gone wrong um, that, that was contributing to this. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, guess that's that's all we have this week um you know don't forget to subscribe uh, where you'll get a free t-shirt by emailing internet report at thousandeyes.com with your interest and size also registration is open for the state of the internet that's coming up um so july 16th july 16th yeah we're really excited about that we have some amazing speakers like um we have uh, head of, of global um, content delivery and internet service from CenturyLink. He's going to be talking about how they address some of the challenges they experienced in delivering uh, streaming gaming. It's really fascinating. Um, they had to deal with a, a number of different things like um, regulatory agencies in certain regions and things like that, um, and performance issues. So um, that's going to be a fascinating talk. And then we also have um, someone from Fastly as well who's going to be on one of the panels. Right. Jenna Iyengar from Fastly is going to be um, on the panel as well. And I believe he's talking about, you know, what they saw in terms of traffic shifts with respect to COVID. Um, so that's going to be uh, interesting as well. Yeah. And many more speakers coming from ISPs and content delivery providers. Um, so 
definitely check it out. Um, and you can find the registration page for that at thousandeyes.com slash events. So, um, and feel free to share that um, on the socials as well. Yeah, so uh, don't forget to register. And then again, next week, we have Atif Khan, CTO of um, Alcura, who will be here to talk about multi-cloud networking. So be sure to check that out after the 4th of July holiday, for those of you in the US. And um, we will air that next Tuesday. So with that, that's our show.